Brian Beatty Real Estate Show continues on Charleston's Big Talker, 1250 WTMA. Welcome back, folks, as the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show continues here on the Big Talker, 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. Thanks again for joining me this morning as we talk about the real estate market, help you guys better understand what's happening out there. A lot of questions, a lot of concerns, a lot of trepidation about the real estate market right now, and deservingly so. You know, I think that we, you know, for those of us that remember 2008, I mean, I got licensed in 2006. And so I got licensed right out of college. So that'll kind of give me an idea of how old I am. Um, I was the starving agent for a while. You know, I was bartending while I was selling real estate, trying to get my feet underneath me, uh, get my career going. I was working a full-time job in real estate and then I'd bartend at, at, at nights and weekends just to make some money. Uh, and then of course, 2008 hit market crashes, short sales and foreclosures become the main thing. I was positioned well, um, jumped into the top 1% of agents in 2009. I've been there ever since. And uh, I remember just going through transactions with folks where they were going through, let's face it, the worst financial situation they've ever dealt with in their lives. It was very challenging for people. And so that that developed a lot of scar tissue. And I think a lot of people now are expecting that something like that is going to happen again. You know, they're still bearish on the market. They're still careful. And I get that. And I think that, you know, for a lot of people that lost everything or close to everything, they've learned some lessons, right? They've, they've put into practice a little bit more of a conservative approach to real estate. If they were investors or purely speculative. Um, and we work with a lot of investors. I'm an investor. We have a property management company for our investors to maximize their cash flow uh, because we only, we only collect money in two ways. We collect money when we place a tenant and we charge an 8% monthly management fee. We do quarterly inspections. We send you those inspection reports. Um, we are significantly less costly than the vast majority of of property management companies out there. And we don't add on those surcharges every time we have to send a contractor out to the property to make a repair or whatever. Um, And so we work with a lot of investors. We work with a lot of folks that uh, want to acquire income producing real estate. And so if that's something you're interested in, there are still deals out there. You're probably not going to find them on the MLS uh, or on your own by looking on like Zillow and stuff like that because there's still too much demand. There's still people that are willing to pay prices that just don't work if you're trying to acquire the property as an investment. In some instances, you can, uh, but more often than not, we're finding those deals off market. So anyways, no little side tangent, but if that's something you guys are interested in, if we can help you manage your property and maximize your cash flow, or if you're looking at acquiring a property to either flip or rent, we have a ton of experience with it. I have spent millions of my own money doing this kind of stuff made a lot of money doing this kind of stuff, I can coach you through it. Feel free to give me a call, 843-800-0065, 843-800-0065, or go to listingsincharleston.com. That's listingsincharleston.com. And I know I don't mention this a lot, but I also have a private money lending company. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty proud of the, the name of the company. It's called Go Fund Yourself. <laughs> uh, but I provide capital to investors that want to acquire and or renovate properties. So Uh, If you want to get into the game, you just don't have the money you think you need. Let's have a conversation. I think you'd be surprised at how we can creatively structure deals together. 
So I want to switch gears just a little bit. I want to talk about, you know, the, if you think back to, you know, the, 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 the race for presidency and the main talking points that candidates have. And of course, Joe's was all about middle America and supporting the middle class and blah, 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 blah. Well, the problem with what has happened economically, politically, and the impact that's had on the housing market is that he's basically done the exact opposite of what he said he was going to do or, or, or what he said was going to be helpful. And that has been to make real estate incredibly challenging to afford if you're making 75 grand a year or less. So the National Association of Realtors comes out with a report every year and it's called the Housing Affordability and Supply Report. And it's a joint research project between the National Association of Realtors and Realtor.com. And it basically revealed that the national housing shortage is especially bad, particularly bad in the middle income price point. When we look at the lack of inventory nationwide, they say that they are missing about 320,000 listings nationwide worth up to $256,000, which by the way, as of right now, given prevailing interest rates, is the affordability range for households earning up to $75,000 a year. So obviously as a result of this massive inventory squeeze that we've been feeling for years now, middle income earners, you know, middle income buyers are still facing extremely competitive environments when they go to buy a house. There's just not enough of them. There's a lot of demand for them. And so they're not getting what they feel is a deal on the house. Those house prices are still being bid up in many instances above the asking price. Now we can talk a lot about the difference between an asking price and true market value, which is why I think for for a lot of instances, forget the listing price. Have that be a general broad stroke for what you should be looking at based on what you can afford. But sellers can ask whatever they want for properties. It could be too low. It can be too high. The market for properties that are, you know, $256,000 and less, which is the national uh, price point. If you're making 75 grand a year, it's very, very competitive. And so because we're still dealing with low inventory, because we're still dealing with low affordability and based on this housing affordability and supply report, this now means that middle income earners making up to $75,000 a year can now only afford 23% of all listings on the market today. Just five years ago, they could afford more than half of what was listed on the market. And so there's this great chart. I'm going to put this on my website, listingsincharleston.com, but it, it shows you the income that somebody earns, the share of listings that households could afford based on those, uh, based on that income and based on what's available. And then the share of listings that they could afford in a balanced market. And then the number of listings that are basically missing. So if you look at people that are making $50,000 a year, Right now, they can only afford 11% of all properties listed for sale. In a balanced market, they could afford 35% 
of properties for sale, which means that we're missing about 274,000 listings nationwide for these properties. You jump up to, you know, $150,000. We're missing 191,000 listings. So there's this huge gap in affordable listings right now. And the challenge that builders have, the reason why we're not solving this inventory issue is because it's incredibly challenging for builders to afford to build homes for low to middle income earners and still turn a profit. I mean, they're in the business of making money. These are not charities. They're publicly traded companies in many instances as well. So the question then becomes, what is going to solve this inventory issue? When are we going to see new properties hit the market What's going to cause that change to occur? You know, it's, it's, a, it's a great question. I wish I had the answer. But that's the main struggle right now is where are these affordable properties? I'll tell you this though. What we're doing as a real estate team is trying to connect the dots. I mean, we talk to an insane amount of people every week. I've got a large real estate team. I have people that I employ full-time. It is their full-time job to just talk to people and connect our buyers with sellers and vice versa. So we maintain this huge database of people. We've got one database of folks that we've communicated with that we're sending listings to or that have said they would sell their home if somebody brought them an offer. 17,000 people. So whenever I go to a listing, I can look through that database with a few clicks of a button because we're very technologically savvy on my team. And any listing I go to, I can say, all right, well, based on my database and the people that are looking at properties that we're sending to them, here are how many buyers I have right now in which your your home might be a fit for them. It's it's in the hundreds. Sometimes it's in the thousands, depending upon what we're you know walking through, what we're about to list for sale. And so what buyer out there doesn't want that phone call from the real estate agent that says, hey, I've got an opportunity that's about to hit the market. No one else knows about it yet. You get first crack at it. Are you still interested? Buyers love those kinds of phone calls. Just like sellers like the phone call that says, hey, if you've considered selling your house, I have someone interested in your neighborhood. Of course, we need to walk through your home to see if we're interested in your specific home, but I might be able to bring you an offer. And so, we talk through these processes with folks. We use creativity and it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of resources. Not everyone out there with a real estate license can do what we're doing because of the time and the energy we have to invest. You know, we're, 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 I'm talking thousands and thousands and thousands of phone calls every week. So I think for the folks that are out there that are struggling to find inventory, there's a lot more out there that you can't find because it's not publicly for sale. People don't want to take the step of putting their home on the market without knowing where they're going to go. And I do want to talk about that specific process uh, here coming up, but we're going to take a quick break. Just know that there's opportunity out there, folks. There are agents like me with big databases, with big teams that are talking to a lot of people that can provide you with opportunity that others just can't or that you can't find yourself because, again, that seller has not taken the step to put their home on the market for sale in which you could find it through public records. So if you'd like more information on that, feel free to give me a call. I'd love to tell you more about how we're doing this, how we're kind of playing this role of middleman 
between what buyers are looking for and what sellers want without sellers being on the market. So give me a call. Let's discuss that. 843-800-0065. That's 843-800-0065. Or go to listingsincharleston.com. That's listingsincharleston.com. Stick around for more of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show right here on the Big Talker 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. More stimulating talk on real estate matters with Brian Beatty next on 1250 WTMA. 